Hey girlfriend, I'm Samantha. If you're ready to beat burnout, find freedom, and explore what it looks like to live exponentially, you've come to the right place. I'm an Enneagram 2, a projector, and a get-it-done gal who decided that living life by the norm just wasn't working for me anymore. I started a membership back in 2018, and it grew a whole lot bigger and faster than I ever imagined. Then my students started asking me for help in building out their own memberships. By 2020, I became a membership mentor full-time, and soon after, I retired my husband from his career, and we hit the road to become digital nomads in our motorhome. Here, I'll share stories of my students, what it can look like to live exponentially, and how to make it happen. Hey friends, welcome back to the Exponential Life podcast. If you're new here, I'm Samantha, and I actually have a special guest today that I just met last week. I was at a networking event. I think you guys know I just moved to Phoenix, and we have been networking like crazy, Chaz and I. And we went to a networking group, and Bex was presenting that day, and I absolutely loved what she had to say about journaling. So I want to introduce my new friend, Bex, to you. I'm going to give her the floor, and I'm going to ask her some pretty specific questions about the process of journaling. We're also going to talk to you about how to make your own journals on Amazon, which I'm so excited about because I know so many of you guys are going to be interested in this. So, Bex, I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you for, first of all, coming and joining me on such short notice. Um, like I said, guys, we met last week, so I am just really excited to have you here this is something really different from the experts that we've had in the past. And journaling is something that if you're a student of mine, you know that we do in every session in all of my group programs. Um, and Bex here is not only an expert on journaling, she's had her own wild transformation with it. And she creates, Bex, will you remind me how many journals you've made? Um, yeah, I have over styles. 200. Yeah, over 200 styles of journals she's created. So she is this incredible advocate for journaling and yeah. really an expert in the field. So welcome, Bex. And thank please you. Tell us a little bit about about where you come from and what your story is. Yeah, I would love to. And thank you for having me on and for inviting me after just one meeting. That's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I have what might be considered kind of a typical route for uh, later in life entrepreneurs. Um, so I, you know, went through the default path that many of us get put on, maybe by choice or maybe just by society or whatever. I, you know, went to college and started a corporate career and stayed there for a long time and tried to get all the things and do all the things and have all of that. And um, a couple of years ago, I got rocked a little you know my world got rocked a little like many of yep. us do and it made me to really question things and it had me I was already on a search for what I wanted and who I wanted to be and how I wanted to show up and what I wanted my life to be like and I at that time I found some amazing teachers and I opened my mind to things that I had really pushed down before like listening to my intuition and being more open to non-rational things and so mm -hmm. that was a great transformation for me right there one piece that was missing at that time was I didn't have a lot of self-awareness. I was growing into my self-awareness, but I didn't have a lot of self-awareness. Around right. that time, that's when I found the coaching industry and that helped me so much. And so I did go through the coaching certification process and become a coach and, and I yeah. did all those things too. But as I was on that journey and 
learning and opening up, one of my favorite teachers, um, she's younger than me, but I thought, how is she so smart? How how is she so wise? How does she know so much to share? How has she synthesized all this really great information? And I watched her and I listened to her and I realized it was because she had a daily writing habit. Mm. And I thought, okay, if it works for her, it's going to work for me and I want what she's got. So mm. I'm going to start a daily writing habit. To back up a little bit, like many of us, I had been a diary keeper or a journal writer in my youth and as I was in, a, you know, as a young adult, I had done all of those things too. And I enjoyed it. And I, you know, I had, I keep my journals, So I had journals from my younger days and I always got some great benefits out of it. Um, but uh, at one point I had the thing happen to me that everyone is always afraid of that. My trust was broken. Someone read my journal and yes, used it. I know. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if in your case, but in my case, it put me off journaling. It was yeah. like, I will not do it because it's I was in middle risk. school. Okay. So it was like, you know, every middle school girl has a journal. My yes. brother not only read my journal, he commented in it. Oh, wow. He made comments. Oh my. So it's a I collaboration now. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think I picked up a journal again until maybe last year. Oh, wow. See, yeah. So I think that's mm -hmm. a common fear. And then it is also a deterrent once it happens to someone. Yeah. Um, so I, so both of us are here to say, right. Don't mm -hmm. let it be a deterrent. You can come back from it. You don't have to stop journaling forever. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. and don't wait so long, come back mm -hmm. sooner. So yeah, when I um, realized after having that experience and been, and having been a non-journaler for so many years mm -hmm. because of that broken trust, um, I was kind of trying to get back into it very in a safe way and in a way that I wouldn't, you know, here's what I did <laughs> instead of being vague about it. Uh, I, I wasn't consciously becoming a journaler, but I had a beautiful little notebook that I had received at a conference to make like notes and quotes and write down brainstorms. And so I could, That's I, what happened to me? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this is like the stepping stone to get back into journaling. Right. And yeah. I carried it around in my purse, not for privacy reasons, but just because I wanted to use it all the time and refer back to it and make notes. Right. But mm -hmm. I mean, now looking back at it, I can see maybe that was my own self-protective mechanism because right. it was a privacy thing, right? Anyhow, all of that to say, when I encountered this teacher who I thought, she's so smart, I want what she's got, I will do it every day. And that's when I started my daily journaling routine. And it has just been such a great transformation for me. It really has. It's given me that self-awareness. It's helped me tap into my intuition. It's helped me learn about myself, see patterns, see progress, answer my own questions. I mean, there's, I could go on and on. So yeah, <laughs> so I've been a, an avid journaler for a number of years now, and it really has given me what I wanted from it. So that worked. And then a couple of years ago in 2021, I, um, ran across a little YouTube video that said, Hey, did you know that you could make your own journal? And uh -huh. I was like, what is this all about? You know? And so I watched it and it was right before I was going to do something else. So I just like watched it, closed it, went and did something else. And just, it was out of my mind. You know, it came into my mind and it was out of my mind, but then something about it popped back up. Maybe it was the algorithm or maybe it was my own memory. Something about it popped back up. And I thought, Hmm, let me, let me dig into this a little bit more. Yeah. And that was the rest of was history, right? I decided, let me just try to make one. And mm -hmm. I made one. And then I figured out, oh, I can do this. This is real. I can hold this in my hand after thinking about it in my head. 
And so I became my own first client, my number one client. (laughs) (laughs) I still am to this day. Uh, But yeah, so um, now I consider myself a journaling evangelist. I run journaling groups. I provide journaling support and encouragement. Uh, You know, I have my store of over 200 journals. And yeah, so that's kind of where I am now. So when was that that you created your first journal online? In 2021. So it's been just over two years. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. Yes. Love that. So is that kind of really the basis of your business? The one where you work with people directly is the journaling evangelist stuff. I know you're a a coach. So that's, that's really what you focus on with them then is, is the journaling. Yes. Um, I don't. So with my coaching clients, some of them like journaling and some of them don't. And even though I like, I'm a journaling enthusiast, I'm not a pusher. Right. 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 And so those of, um, you know, those, those people who are are just not into it, that's okay. We can still use journaling prompts and use the patterns and self-awareness just in journal in coaching sessions. Um, so I really consider them kind of two different populations, although there is of course some overlap for sure. Yeah. Okay. So they're almost separate businesses then there's journaling business and then the coaching business. That's right. That's right. Okay. And can you tell us a little bit about what you do in your coaching business? Yes, I would love to. I'm a resistance coach. So I help people with their resistant thoughts. My little tagline is the only reason why we don't have what we want in our lives is because of our own resistant thinking. And that Mm -hmm. resistant thinking sounds like I would never be able to. I'm too old. Um, People wouldn't like it if I did that. I don't even know how to do that. Kind of the imposter syndrome. Yes, all of that, right? All Mm -hmm. of those thoughts that we have that keep us from doing what we want to do. And so, um, I work with clients to help them recognize that resistance because we think those thoughts so frequently and so subliminally that we don't even realize. And it just sounds like the truth in our brains mm-hmm. and we don't even realize, Oh, that's just resistance. That's normal. That's, that's just there. I can overcome that resistance. I can rationalize away that resistance. I can push through that resistance. We can do so many things, but un- until we recognize it and label it, we're stuck. And so that's what I help my clients do. Awesome. And then I should also mention Bex is a, also a dog enthusiast. She helps people paint their own dogs. So she, she hosts these workshops and Chaz, my husband is so excited to do this. Okay, Um, Cannot wait. But Bex, I forgot to mention before we got on the call, I've got my little guy here with me. Yes. To like you, he keeps looking up at you. Oh, I mean, I don't want to brag, but dogs do love me. (laughs) (laughs) I think that they do. I think you have like a connection with dogs. I'm looking at, you guys can't see this, but I'm looking at what's behind Bex here. And she's got this little journaling station with a really comfy amethyst colored chair, very on brand for her (laughs) and a huge wall of dog paintings. And they're so cute and so fun. Um, if you're in the Phoenix area, definitely check out her workshops for that. And, um, two things I want to break down for you. First, I'll, I'll do the dog workshop. She sketches out the dog for you first. So you're not free handing your own dog. Um, you're kind of just like doing color by number kind of thing. Yes, that's um, right. <laughs> so yes. make that less intimidating for you if you want to check that out. But back to journaling. I think that a lot of people have this predisposition about journaling where they think they just have to write on and on and on. And that's not what it is. And it can be like a brain dump of sorts, but there are also journals that have these certain prompts to help you along. And then the way that I journal 
So um, I mentioned that like Bex, I was given a journal at a conference. So I went to Amy Porterfield's entrepreneur experience in 2019 and Rachel Hollis was a speaker there and she gave everyone a start today journal. And the start today journal was the simplest little thing that I've ever seen. Once I mastered the the process of it, I never had to buy another one, which isn't great for Rachel, but, um, <laughs> you know, she'll teach this process openly. And she says, hey, you don't need to start today journal to do this. Um, but it's like a three-part system. Um, the first thing is kind of brain dumping. The second thing is gratitude. And then the last thing is like affirmations, speaking things as if they've already happened. And so I'm not going to call this bullet journaling, but it's not paragraphs that I was writing. It was just quick little, not even a full sentence, right? Um, I'm grateful for two words, two words, five words, three words, right? Um, And I'm, my affirmations are, you know, maybe a full sentence at most. So when you're starting to think about journaling, it's not like you're sitting down and writing a book, right? None of your thoughts need to even be coherent. (laughs) They don't, they don't need to sound good. They don't need to be like you're writing a book about your life. I mean, maybe you'll be so lucky as to one day someone takes your journals and makes them into a bestseller. But (laughs) right now, this is just really for you to process. And Bex Mm -hmm. and I were talking about um, women with ADHD. And there has been, especially since the rise of TikTok, uh, there has been a lot of women that later in life, meaning not in adolescence, they are realizing and being diagnosed they have ADHD. And I am someone who suspects myself of having ADHD. And I will tell you, journaling has not only been a great place for me to get my thoughts out Mm -hmm. and stop just allowing them to live in my head, but also for me to process and then look back and say, wow, look at all this stuff I actually wished for, hoped for, prayed for, worked for. And I've accomplished it, right? It it actually came to fruition. And if you don't journal, there's not a lot of other ways to keep track of that. True. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So I I just was totally attracted to everything Bex was saying when she was speaking at this networking meeting. And I want you to tell us a little more, Bex, about um, kind of the transformation someone can have when they take up journaling. And how it just doesn't have to be perfect, you know? Yeah. Well, especially for people who, um, okay, so when I work with people who are journal lovers or journal curious, um, (laughs) a lot of what I hear are, I've tried to journal before and I wanted, I know there are benefits to journaling and I want to get those benefits, but I tried it and it just didn't stick. I started doing it for a few days and then I fell and didn't, you know, fell off and didn't keep it going. And um, my number one piece of advice to people who are either new to journaling or coming back to it or who are journaling consistency and want to increase it or improve it or get deeper with it is use journaling prompts. Now, I don't know if you use it. Well, the the journaling that you described is a prompted way of journaling. The prompts just aren't written in a book for you anymore, right? But that is a way to do it. Um, I don't do um, in my morning journaling, which I journal every morning for about an hour. um, I don't generally use prompts, but as soon as I realize like, oh, I'm kind of like missing, you know, I'm there's, I'm not getting what I want. Kind of like, I wish I, you know, as soon as I get to that little feeling, I, I find a prompt for myself or I think of a prompt for myself. Um, so 
I, I really think prompts are so helpful because it helps orient your brain into the direction that you want to go. So yeah. if we are writing prompt lists and our brain is just spinning out on something negative, it makes sense that we would write down all negative things, all of our doubts, all of our fears, all of the problems. And that's good because like you said, then it gets it out of our head and it gets it on paper. So that yeah. is really, really good. I think the problem is that if we do that every single day without giving it any balance or every single time that we journal without giving it any balance and any resolution, we're not getting the benefits of journaling. We're getting the benefits of getting it out of our head, but we're not taking any action. We're not getting any progress. We're not seeing any patterns. We're not giving our brains the chance to solve those problems, yeah. which we're already halfway there because we got them onto paper. So we have yeah. a little bit of objectivity and we have a little bit of a distance that we can look at them now and think, oh, okay, that's what I'm thinking right there. It's in black and white instead of just being this like murky, spinning, pulsating thing in our mind that we might not even be aware of these thoughts, <laughs> right? So yeah, I think prompts are super helpful. And like the prompts that you mentioned, gratitude is so good. Affirmations, really good. Um, mm -hmm. But also prompts help you, um, again, orient your mind to like find ways to celebrate yourself or find ways to have patterns or remember things that you would have just naturally forgotten as time passes. So like asking yourself, what have I learned recently? Yeah. That's such a good prompt because it really causes your brain to go and search backwards and say, okay, let me think, what was the last thing I learned or what? That is know? hard for me. Yeah, but we're talking about with the ADHD, if our minds keep on going on to the next, next, next thing, and we don't slow down and think, okay, let me just check in with what has happened, you know, and in a really affirming way, like instead of what has happened to me lately, well, I went to the store and we moved to Phoenix and I went to a networking event that, you know, instead to say, what have I learned recently? Like, oh, I learned I can meet people at a networking event and they might become yeah. a colleague or, you know, it right. just switches it just a little bit from just a list of things to more awareness and more realization. Absolutely. And a, just kind of like appreciation for the little things that happen in your life. Totally. If you're someone who's like me, who's what's next, what's next, what's next, this can kind of retrain your brain to focus a little more and appreciate what's going on, going on around you. Um, you had mentioned that you journal for an hour a day. Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to get afraid by that. <laughs> right. Because that's I my practice. Yeah. That's someone who is an expert, a journaling evangelist. Yes. <laughs> she is someone who really enjoys doing this as just an activity of her life um, and her quiet time. So yes. if you don't even have a quiet time routine just yet, don't think that it has to be an hour long. I have a quiet time routine that has been evolving and growing over two years for sure. Now I've, uh, I probably started getting really strict with it right in 2020 because I was like spiraling. I was working so much. I couldn't calm down and I needed something to just get it out of my head, you know? Yeah. And so I started, yeah, like probably March, 2020 with the serious quiet time. Yeah. And I, like I said, I just started with that small little like bullet style, quick note style of journaling. And it's evolved into probably a 30 to 45 minute practice now between all of the things I do in my quiet time. So I have a Bible study time. I have worship time. I have, um, I have journaling time. So 
over all of those things that I do during that time, it's probably 45 minutes. So I don't want anyone to think like, oh, well, I don't have an hour to journal, so I can't journal or totally, yeah, I don't have this or that. And I was at a meeting yesterday where they were talking about brain dumping at night. And that's a good way to start too. just at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day, having a journal where you're just brain dumping. You know, getting everything out of your head and onto paper. And I think Bex, part of the thing that probably was happening with that woman who you said, oh, she's so young, but she's so wise. And I want to be like her. And then you found out she was journaling. It was probably that she just didn't have all those things stuck in her head anymore. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. All of yours was there. It was just stuck in your head. Yes. Yes. And I think so many people could relate to that, even if they don't realize it. I think yes. it's something you realize after the fact. <laughs> totally. And speaking about after the fact, I mean, you are 100% correct. I would never tell everyone or anyone, okay, let's find an hour a day where you can journal to get the benefits. No way. Right. That That's too much, right? To yeah. start with. This is me after letting my journaling practice evolve naturally for many, many years and finding right. out what works for me and what I like and what gives me the most benefit. So back before I started Um, having a more traditional journal and journaling practice, I actually had a quick entry journal on my phone as an Mm -hmm. app. And I would just, I just had a little template and it had like seven questions and every day it would pop up at five o'clock in the afternoon. And then I would just go in with my fingers and answer those seven questions. And that was my journaling. And I I didn't have pen. I didn't have paper. It was an app on my phone. Like that was it. And I loved it. And that served me for that season of my life. And then now, of course, I've evolved. So yes, journaling can be five minutes on your phone. It can be an hour on your amethyst couch and anything (laughs) in between. And I love to tell people, you know, another one that people come to me with is, well, I'm just not consistent. And then there's a lot of judgment on themselves. Like they're not consistent because they think it should be every day. I don't believe journaling has to be every day to be consistent. I run these journaling groups and people come once a month and they never miss a month, but that's the only time in the month that they journal is the one time when we get together and we only journal together for 20 minutes. We meet for an hour, but we only have 20 minutes of dedicated journaling time. So that's, they're journaling 20 minutes a month and Mm -hmm. that is consistent journaling and they are getting benefits. They keep on coming back. That's amazing, right? So I, yeah, I think it's ability for them. It's what? It's a good accountability for them. Right. Oh yeah. That's why I do it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, I think um, we can drop any of the expectations or stereotypes about what a good journaling practice is because everyone's going to have their own personal journaling practice and yeah. the journaling practice that someone has today or starts today will probably not be their journaling practice a year from now or five years from now. Mine is not, you know, yours is not. So I think it, it we can allow it to change and evolve as our lives change and evolve. Yes, I love that. Absolutely. So now I want to talk to you a little bit about kind of how you more about how you got into the business of journaling. Yes. And what the what all of the little meticulous things about that entail. Um, because Vex had mentioned this at the the networking meeting we were at, and immediately my brain lit up and I was like, oh my gosh. My students, so currently I'm ordering journals. If you've been a student of EIA or of Boundless, you have received a leadership journal from one of my girlfriends who runs um, a company called Coffee on Leadership. And she makes these journals and they're super simple. And I, it hit me, this is what she's doing. Uh-huh. And they're, they're so simple, but how cool would it be if I could make my own journal that had 
all the prompts that we're going to cover in the program. And it had all of the things that I, I need them to guide themselves through almost like a workbook, but, but really it's, it's more for the journaling aspect of it. Um, and I was like, wow, if Bex knows how to do this, I would love to not only do this myself, but I know that all of my clients have memberships and groups themselves, and they would probably love this as well. And even if you're just designing the cover with your logo and stuff and the inside yeah. is, blank, I think this makes a great client gift. Yeah. I think, um, and you could be in any industry. I remember, um, one of the girls in the meeting, she's a doula and for postpartum, this is an incredible gift, you know, with her branding and her special touch on it. What an awesome gift and very inexpensive for yeah. her to take them too, right? Um, Because, you know, I have purchased other journals in the past and they weren't personalized, obviously, at all. And they were highly expensive, at least 20 bucks a pop, right? And I know that if we ma- we can make and design our own, they can be less expensive than that. So um, Bex, I would love to know not only your journey with this, but yes. what are the specifics? What are the details? How can we do this? Yeah. Okay. So now let's all of us, everyone who's listening and all of us do a collective finger cross right now okay. <laughs> that it stays the way that it is or improves yes. because I, what I'm about to tell you, and those of you who have already tried this or researched it. It is so accessible and Mm -hmm. I can't believe it, It, you know, and one of the things, uh, one of my little side things that I do is I uh, teach people, I take them on a behind the scenes tour of my journal and notebook shop and I show them what I use and how I create it and how the back end is set up and everything um, Mm -hmm. so that they can do it on their own. And, um, and I always have to say, this is everything that I'm teaching you. It's all available for you right now. Like you can just set this up today for free. They don't like Amazon does not charge us anything. I can't believe it. And so I don't even want to say it out loud. I know <laughs> they could, right. They could definitely totally charge did. a setup fee and a registration fee and all of this. So if you're thinking about it, start right now, get started, do the ugliest, simplest journal you can do just to pop it up there. You can always take it down later, but at least you'll have done one and then you can, you know, improve on it and do something that you love better and and make it more your style or whatever. But yes, everyone should do it. If you want, you know, um, if you're thinking about it for your business, just, just get started and see what it's like. So um, the behind the scenes things that people usually want to know, I do use Amazon. I use the KDP platform. So think about it in the sense of traditional self-published authors, you know, like let's say that you wanted to write a novel or a romance or even a book about, your business, your your expertise, you could go and write an entire book with chapters and everything and have a you know table of contents and everything. And then you could self-publish that. And then um, Amazon would print it on demand for you. And they would have a listing up on Amazon and then they would sell it whenever someone ordered it. And it would be a Kindle version too, so that people could okay. read it on their devices, right? Mm-hmm. That's all available for anyone in the world right now. If they just, you know, if you have a book in mind, that's available. So what a lot of creators have done is taken that platform and modified it to be what's called low content book. So what I just described, the more traditional, that's a full content book, right? Every single page has multiple paragraphs on it, but a low content book means there's very little or no content in it, Mm -hmm. like a journal or a workbook, right? Or a log book or, um, 
a, a planner. These are all low content books that the final consumer is the one who creates all, writes all the content in it, right? Um, so you can find so many videos and blogs and probably podcasts. There's so many resources out there if you just search how to, how to you know, it's all over YouTube. It's all over everywhere. Um, the way that I do it is I use a combination of KDP, uh, well, yes, KDP is the one that you upload it and that's how it gets sold on Amazon. But I use Canva um, and I use PicMonkey. These are two online graphic design tools to create my covers and my graphics and my um, interiors. And um, yeah, then I just create it and I pull it all in and then I push it out on Amazon. And then I do promote. That's why you met me at that event, because I was promoting my journals that day as right. well, as well as promoting journaling. Um, but I think if you already have an audience and you already have a purpose for it, then you're really going to be promoting it to that audience and for that purpose. Right. I think a yeah. lot of creators probably feel really disengaged from it because they think, oh, so easy. Is it just that easy? Yes, it is that easy to put it up there. But then who's going to see it? Who's going to search for it? Right. So that's right. where the disengagement comes in, because unless someone knows to go look for it, they're never going to find it on Amazon because Amazon's huge. Right. And so how much is, how much is it that you're typically selling your journals for online, Bex? Um, I sell mine between uh, $5.99 and $9.99. So super affordable. Yes. I want mine to be a no brainer, almost like an impulse item. Like yeah. you go up to the grocery yes. store and you're like, oh, I'm just going to grab that chapstick right while I'm here. That's what I want people to think about my journals. I mean, not that they're always an impulse, but like there's a no brainer when they see them, they just put it in the right. cart. Yeah. And then what's the profit on it? Like, what does it cost, I guess, to produce one of these? It, and this all depends on the size uh, and the number of pages. And if you use color in interior and uh, there, right. you know, a lot of variation there, but my, the typical kind that I make, I make a, a nine by six soft cover. Uh, black and white interior. Um, so the cost is about three, let's say 350 for me, okay. for mine. Mm -hmm. So somewhere between 50 and 150% profit is what you're, what you're looking at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So really inexpensive to make guys. And I know some of you might make these journals, planners, workbooks, whatever they are, and not ever really intend to sell them to the public you're just going to be buying them and sending them to your clients, which is totally okay. Right, Bex? Yeah, totally. Yeah. But if you wanted to do something along the lines of what Bex does, um, and, and it could even be a lead magnet of sorts, guys. I know that these um, freebies, you know, we all have a worksheet freebie wise, but maybe you could make your freebie into a workbook and sell it. And it can be part of your offer suite, you know, could be a very entry level portion of your offer suite. Um, cause some people they'll, they'll download your freebie, but they'll never do it because they have to do the action of printing it out. Right. And I would say, gosh, probably 70% of people don't print out your freebie. Some people just are going to do it uh, digitally. Right. Which is why I give mine in a Canva. I, I do it in a Canva platform, but most people aren't going to print things out these days and people love to get things in the mail. Mm -hmm. Like tell me someone who doesn't love to receive something in the mail, right? Yes. And they get it and it's shiny and it's new and they want to crack it open and they want to write in it. So yes. it could be a game changer, especially if you know your demographic and they love that stuff. So I just want to thank you so much, Bex, for sharing all of this knowledge with us. I am so excited that I met you. I love your energy. I love what you're doing. I love how creative you are. And 
I just, I, I love that you're talking about this. This is such, it seems like such a niche thing, but it's really something every single living human being can do. And especially those of us who are in the coaching industry, who are in the personal development space, like this is something we should be practicing. And this is something that you can also help your clients practice. Right. Totally. So I just, I just absolutely love that, that you came here to share this with us. And I thank you so much for your time. Um, I would love to know if you have a freebie or an offer right now that you want to share with the world, um, because we definitely want to connect with you. We want to go deeper. I would, you know, I would love to expose my audience to more of your coaching side of your business as well. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. So the thing that I love to offer that most people love to receive too, especially now that we've been talking about journaling here for half an hour is, um, I have a weekly gentle journaling check-in, which is free. So it's my email list when you subscribe to my email list, I immediately send you 52 journal prompts that you could use weekly or immediately, however you want. But then every week thereafter, for as long as you want, every Sunday, I send out a gentle journaling check-in with some prompts or an affirmation or a a mantra for the month, some, Mm -hmm. a feature journal, and then my upcoming events or whatever else I have coming up. So that would be a way that we could connect. You would get some journal prompts, And then if you wanted to check out other things that I do, of course, you would have my email and you would see my links on the signature line. So then you can see everything. So if you want uh, to get a weekly gentle journaling check-in from me, it's just my website, Mm bexb.org, because my name is Bex. My last name is Beltran. So Bexb and then org, because I like to organize things. So bexb.org slash weekly, because it's a weekly journaling check-in. Oh, perfect. I'll also make sure I... Uh, include that link in the show notes for you guys. And um, dang it, there was something I just had on my mind and now it slipped. Okay, maybe it'll come back to me. Oh, where can we connect with you online, Bex? Yes, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, my my Facebook page is So Many Journals. And that's also one of my URLs. So so manyjournals.com. You can see all the journals online. Um, so you can go to So Many Journals or on Instagram. I'm Bex, that's B-E-X underscore Beltran, B-E-L-T-R-A-N. Um, yeah, and I would love to connect with people. I would love for people to ask me their journaling questions or share their journaling success stories or join one of our Zoom journaling sessions. That would be great. Yeah, that is so fun. Yes, I love that. All right, Bex. Well, thanks so much for sharing with us. Hopefully everyone here is inspired to journal, checks out your journals. And I love the weekly, the weekly gentle journal prompt. That is so awesome. Yes. I'll be signing up for that myself. So Thanks again for hanging out with us. We will catch up with you online and we will talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Bye.